When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to episode four of My Week in Cars, the podcast uh, from Autocar, with me, Matt Pryor, and him, Steve Cropley. Hello, Steve. Hello, Matt. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, good, thank you. And over the next half an hour or so, Steve and I are going to be chatting about our respective Autocar uh, columns. Uh, Steve's is called uh, A Week in Cars, and mine's called Tester's Notes. And in this week's pod, we'll have the subjects of Porsche Macan's. Uh, battery longevity, customer service at niche car makers, aging rockers, and much, much more, including your correspondence. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com. You can find us through all the social channels. And you can write to us, and Andrew James has done exactly that. He says, well, he compliments us very kindly on the pod for a start, which I like very much, Steve. And then he says, I currently have an Evoque, which is a great car, but it's costly to run, and so I'm starting to think about changing it. I'm intrigued by Steve buying his long-term Dacia Duster, even though he gets to drive some great cars. Could he share his thinking on the Duster in the podcast, perhaps? Yes, he could. Well, yeah, I'm almost embarrassed to keep rattling on about the damn Duster <laughs> because everybody, um, you know, people in my neighbourhood keen to talk about it. But the thing that's so good about it, I just love their mantra, which is everything you need, nothing you don't. And so I paid, I think the... That car would have cost brand new out of a dealer about 21. Mm. I paid 19-ish, 19-something. Yeah, 19. And um, I just think it's got everything I need. I, I, it's, it's not brilliant at anything, but it does steer nicely. It's got a really nice gear change. The, the, um, the engine's fine. It, it tows my bike trailer. It's, it's not too big to fit down the little streets that, mm. that are in our villages nearby. I like the way it looks. I do think it's comfortable. Um, surprisingly low road noise, really. It'll serve us when the snow falls, if it ever does again. Mm. And I, I just, I just love the the business of not wasting money. I've always admired people who make um, non-premium cars, you know, because it seems to me a much harder task to do something and not get an automatic forty percent on the price. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It seems hard to me to for for European car makers to make money on non-premium stuff in Europe. And I've often thought that you know where does it, how do you the likes of Vauxhall, Ford, Peugeot, Citroen, stuff like that, yeah, which yeah. is why they all want to go upmarket, isn't it? You know, to to make cars that people can afford is is really hard. And then to actually come along and make them cheaper again. Yeah, which is <clears throat> but I mean, I've arrived here today in a Vauxhall, mm. which I'm really enjoying, and and it's. Honestly, the engine's lovely. The it's there's nothing not to like about it. It even well, I swapped it for a Discovery, as you know, and mm. I have on the weekend. We've just been through this horrible weekend where London was strike bound and oh, yeah. the bridges were shut by instinct, extinction rebellion and one thing and another. And uh, we found that it fitted, you know, fitted into the Covent Garden car park better than the Disco would have done. And yeah. it, it was just good. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said for compact cars, isn't there? Oh, I mean, no. I know we've just been talking about And my six foot two inch number two son fitted in the back and his six foot two inch girlfriend did oh, the wow. same. That's pretty remarkable, isn't it? In a car that is, is it, is it based on the same platform as the Sandero or is it a bit bigger? But it's oh. not a big, but it's not a big car, is it? No, no, no. No, it's, it's, I mean, it was only just big enough for us and yeah. I had to compromise, you know, move the seat forward a bit, but I was perfectly comfortable. We did. Taxi position. 200 mile round trip was oh, fine cool. oh, very good excellent well there you go Andrew thank you for your note uh, the editor says the editor Mark Tishall says that uh, if you write to us and uh, we read it out we'll send you a mug or something so uh, and I think we're just procuring them now so have you Andrew, seen the mugs yet no I've, not yet mate no I'm, I'm not sure they what? I'm not sure they exist other than in a quote and uh, on Photoshop PDF but I, I'm keen to have one I've got to say I'm going, well I'm, I'm not sure whether yeah, have you ever had a mug was... with your with your own mug on it? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. No, I'm not usually sure if it's a prize as, or not, the, mate. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yes, second prize, two mugs. Uh, right. So anyway, on to uh, column items from this past week. First column item from Steve's column. What is it about Porsche Macans? Steve, what is it about Porsche Macans? Well, I just encountered this piece of information about how it it had it has kind of thrashed all comers in the in the um, in its class last year. Mm. Beating, you know, Audis and, and, you know, certainly Land Rovers and things like that. And I find it amazing that, that Porsche can maintain their aura of being exclusive cars and yet have a class leader yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, having said which, perfectly enjoyable car, but I, I wouldn't fight to own one. I just, well, for, for, for duster reasons in a way, I... I don't see it as that much different in truth in function, truthfully, than what I've just bought for nineteen grand. But it would probably cost me seventy. And they sell. I'm just trying to remember your column here. I can look it up if not. They sell what sixty odd thousand of them a year. Is that right, or is it more than that? It was oh, more. I think it, it was eighties. In it, oh, really? It was really a lot. Yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? And that's not. That's not. That's more cars than Jaguar sells. Full stop. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's an, that's an astonishing amount of cars. Right, so let's have a quick... So I'm just bringing up... So 87,000 units, 14% of all global deals in its class. Uh, as many new owners as the A5, the Q5 Sportback and the Range Rover Velar combined. Yeah. That is amazing, actually, isn't it? That is, well, it is, given that, is that you know, you, you go to the the nearest cocktail party, if you go to such things, and people ask you what you drive, and you say, I've got a Porsche, and yeah. people think... It's a car from the rarefied atmosphere, but it's mm. a car from outside every school. Yeah, yeah. 
It's one of the reasons I'm not that struck on it because it is a drive to school car and that's my ultimate um, put down, I think. Mm. Do you, what cars are good to drive in that car? What, car? what if you had to buy a car in that class? Not that, I don't know, maybe you wouldn't buy a car in that class. I'm not sure I would either. But so let's say that we are going to, you know, the PCP deal is there. You need a car of a certain size and type and to get child seats into and granny into at the weekend. So it's got to be a certain height. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you want something fit for winter if you fit the right tyres on it. Well, I, I still like the Discovery Sport. Mm. I think it looks really good. Yeah. I, I think it's a lovely piece of styling. And I, I, I do find I react a lot to styling. I had some good times in Discovery Sports. So I, I think they're probably ageing a bit. But mm. I, I, I like the... The um, uh, hybrid, you know, with the triple three oh, yeah, okay. donkey, yeah. and and, and uh, you know, I think that that would be progressive enough for me. But I think, in all honesty, I would uh, buy something cheaper and have have an extra <laughs> motorbike. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I understand that. Or totally. an extra two or three motorbikes. Yeah, I get that entirely. Yeah, I wonder if the Discovery Sport, because we're in the UK and it is dis- developed on roads in and around our area, whether it does ride and steer and handle a bit more naturally in our environment than a Porsche does. Yeah, I mean, haven't we've discovered this over so many years, haven't we, that cars that are developed here extensively just work here, don't they? Because we have got strange, lumpy roads with Mm. crowns on them and Mm. weird uh, bumps and so on. Yeah, yeah. Well, part two of uh, your column is faux researchers and real researchers have written to us and they do god my goodness me steve i don't know about you mate the number of press releases from people i don't want press releases from that i have tried to unsubscribe from but still (laughs) keep driving but anyway there's some of arrived with you uh about part well there's decent research on longevity of battery electric vehicle batteries and there is some duff research about the state of EV charging network in the UK. Yeah. Worse than 10 years ago? Is that what somebody said? Yeah, there's certainly worse, yeah, worse than some years ago. I can't, there's all sorts of doom and gloom anyway. Mm. Um, but I can't believe that progress isn't being made. It's, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be there because we've got a, I think I saw a figure that said we have 30,000 charges, public charges, and we need 300,000, which means that between now and 2030, we need 270,000 more chargers. Right. Quite a lot. That's quite a lot. That's quite... So it's my mistake. It says it was worse than it was a year ago. I'm not sure. Well, I don't... I don't know. I, mean, I suppose some are not... Some of the existing ones are not working, but I can't believe there are fewer than there were. Well, I, I think I think the, the point is that the, the number of cars being bought is escalating... Ah, uh, gotcha. I ...to the... At such a speed that that the, the opening of chargers isn't... Isn't keeping up. Keeping up. And also people are more... Or less conservative about using them, so they they're likely to be further afield, and when they go looking for charging and so on. Has that been your experience? Um, I I've usually had good experiences, yeah. and I'm but I I think I'm pretty easy easily pleased. I mean, anything with as long as it's got about fifty kilowatts, you know, hours, I'm I'm prepared to wait, go and have a coffee. Yeah, yeah. I think that my I'm usually in on a 50 kilowatt hour a 50 kilowatt charger and that's fine because most cars after they're above 50 percent battery start slowing down towards that sort of rate that they'll accept anyway isn't it and it just becomes 
I don't know, just because you just get used to, yeah, I'll stick 50 kilowatts in for yeah. half an hour and that'll be... But you do come to, I think you do come to trust particular um, brands of charger, mm-hmm. don't you? I, I, I look for Instavolt. I don't know whether Instavolt is, is actually any good, but they've always served me well. Oh, it's exactly what I was about to say. Mate. I look for, there's one near me because I'm just in Oxfordshire. There's one in Banbury and they've got, I think, a dozen chargers up there just off the M40. And I will always go there over Cherbourg Valley Services, which is five minutes from my house I will always go up to the Instafolks in Banbury and anywhere I go I was off doing a job with uh, Colin Goodwin our contributor the other week in a Honda E and I found two Instavolts in a car park next to an OK diner which I've never been to an OK diner before and I mean it was OK <laughs> and uh, the, yeah it charges really easily and I, I, I did go through a phase of using Genie Points in Morrison's car parks but oh, yeah. a lot of them don't I've found a few of those that do not work uh I think they were rolled out pretty early and they don't always get me. One did get me out of a big hole in Chelmsford. I think um, I I'm it, but... I'm a kind of uh, one of those people who responds forever to, is motivated by brand loyalty. I had to take an, an eye pace to the West Country for a job you were involved in mm. several years ago and I was rescued by Instavolt. Oh, okay. You know, I, I did the usual thing, thinking that it would be all right to pull into the nearest service area. Yeah. And that tried to recharge me at sort of seven kilowatts yeah. an hour, and I was going to be there for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then just over the hill was a sports centre in a village with a gleaming Instavolt uh, installation, and it, uh, it it sort of smiled. It it treated my um, credit card, you know, yeah. right, yeah. and uh, it was good. Yeah, I th- I think so, mate. Yeah, there's one uh, there's one near me. So if I go down visiting my folks in Hampshire, there's one at uh, Westmeon services yeah next to a biker calf on the a272 two instavolts they always work they always work they always take your credit card they they will give you a receipt online if you put the right details in which is pretty handy and you can game. understand that damn hieroglyphics yeah. that's the other thing yeah isn't it? exactly i think yeah i'm 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 a i am uh, a fan anyway there was also research coupled to that i think in uh, your column that talks about ev batteries lasting better in cars than a lot of people predicted. Yeah, quite a lot better. Yeah. I think 2018, the current predictions suggest that batteries are lasting something like 30% better than they were predicted to do in mm-hmm. 2018. And I think that's, you know, on one hand, you can say, isn't that isn't that a drag? Because the people who want to create these new battery banks don't have anything to work with. But on the other hand, the people who bought the cars with the batteries in them... Yeah. Are getting a better ride, aren't they? Yeah. I must say, a few years ago, I went. I wanted to know what a Prius battery looked like, so I mm. rang up Toyota and said, "Can I come and see your your pile of discarded Prius batteries?" I mean, Prius batteries are a bit different from normal EV mm. batteries, but even so, and there was a silence on the other end of the phone. They said, "Well, we haven't got any." Yeah, and they'd been around since early two thousands. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There was talk, wasn't there, that at the, uh, their inception, that at some point you could use them for power that once they were done in the car you could use them to top up power supply overnight during solar cells and things like that but it just they don't they don't run out do no they, there's, I, I mean there's still some predictions but but people are getting a better ride i even saw something that said the batteries in some cases the batteries are going to outlast last the car so the oh, really? so the, the doors will fall off before the battery yeah. stops because the life of a car is what about 12 years yeah, 11, usually 12, something, it? 12 yeah. years i mean if you can do that that's pretty you know, I mean, the the size of the fuel tank in a car doesn't change over time. So ideally, the size of a battery capability mm. wouldn't change either, would it, I guess? The only ones I've ever heard of, of where battery performance has declined notably are early Priuses, and they they pretty soon replace the battery with a much better oh, really? better chemistry and all the rest yeah. of it. There was a stat also about the Prius. Prius had, this was going back a while, Prius had the lowest warranty rate claim of any Toyota and the hybrid drive system which is the fantastically simple uh, planetary gear set of two motors and one engine and it couples them all together and um, so regardless of the road speed it's impossible to explain until somebody shows you it working and you go oh this makes perfect sense so regardless of the road speed and the engine speed and one of the motor speeds the other motor picks up the difference in the planetary gear set so it's so any of them can be at any speed no matter what they say and because it doesn't change gear. It's not a CVT and it's not another gearbox. There's, it's got the, it had the absolute lowest warranty claims of any bit of any Toyota, yeah. which you would think must be incredibly reliable. Because what a fantastic record! Don't yeah. you think? Because it is a complicated car, mm. and uh, and yet, well, every Uber driver's got one because it works. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing that's brilliant, you know, I've sat in the back of a few Ubers, trying to, trying to, hear, you know, feel the join as it were, you know, mm. sort of hear something. You know the engine note change or some sort of clunk from some sort of gearbox, and there's no. nothing. No, ever. No, even when a lot of the other clunks have set into the suspension, the dash. Yeah, yeah, I was in one the other day. Yeah. that had been around the world a few times. That's but it. it. But you're right. The engine just, or the you know the drivetrain just seemed to carry on. Yeah, I was in yeah. one myself too. Then you know the, with the back seat was so history that that you, your bum hit the hit the floor pan. You know, yeah. and you went over a bum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good. Well, shall we? Uh, Shall we move on? Could we talk about my column? Indeed, let's go. Um, it's about the BMW XM, and I don't know what my I don't know what my problem is. I have a problem with this car, Steve, because it's two point seven tons and up to seven hundred and forty horsepower, and it's a sort of crossover in style and design, but it won't go off road, really properly. I don't think. I don't. I don't imagine anybody will take off road. And I and so I'm sitting there thinking I've got a problem with this car, and I don't know what it is because. There are other big pseudo SUVs that don't go off road that bother me less. I, mean, I don't like the Lamborghini Urus very much, but it, but it for some somehow I don't find it quite as offensive as the XM. And I think I don't know what the problem is exactly. It's one, it's not as heavy as the XM. Possibly it's two, so two thousand seven hundred and ten kilos. And I can accept a car weighing two and a bit tons if you think well it's got to go off road. So like the new Range Rover, it's too it's too heavy. Yep. It's much too heavy. 
at two. 2.6, But it is tons. awfully stiffened. But it's awfully stiff, and you'll get in it, and you can. I don't know how many owners will, but it is equipped to drive to the top field, check the fences, and then you drive back down and change your boots and drive to Glyndebourne to go to the opera. That's you know that is the cut. That is what is designed to do all of those things, and it will do them. Now the XM is a is a car from BMW's performance division, bespoke car from BMW's M performance division. So why is it? Why is it a crossover in the first place? And their only other car that they've ever made, which was bespoke to M, was the 1978 M1, which they had to put two BMW badges on the back so that people didn't think it was a Ferrari. Yeah. Six-cylinder engine, three-and-a-half-cylinder straight-cylinder straight-six engine. It was spellbinding. I drove one recently. It was still utterly fantastic. Less power, less energy used than a lot of its rivals, but was every bit as compelling and now we're in a car that weighs you know the best the best part of 2.75 tons and i just don't i just don't get it well as a as an observer of you over the years i would say that you're somebody who doesn't particularly enjoy sort of cynicism and i and i think this whereas the 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 m1 was a was the beginning of something and a Mm. relationship with lamborghini in the beginning and all that this is this is this has been done because it was there almost, and they've, yeah. they've 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 got this anniversary, and they need to make some noise about it. And here's a convenient way of doing it. And and it isn't a real M car at all. It's just a it's a, another car for stockbrokers, isn't it? Yeah, that's how it feels. I mean, they've said it's a they've said it's a rock star car because you yeah. know at the stage on you're at the stage in the front, and then it's backstage when you're sitting at the back. But that's not the kind. Yes, that is not. How it occurs? That is not how it seems to me. No. Just you know, two, two, two. Okay, it's a plug-in hybrid, so it's if you use it properly, you won't use a lot of fuel. But if you use seven hundred and forty horsepower regularly, you will use quite a lot of Indeed. quite a lot of fuel to propel a car. That is, how can it be? You know, I have a problem with a not a problem, but I find a, an M five probably too big to be a driver's car that's comfortable for me. I would prefer a a lesser M a lesser five series than an M five yeah. most of the time. But I just can't get my head around something that is another 500 kilos heavier. Yeah. And well, the width is going to be an talk. issue, isn't it? Yeah, as well as the weight. And, and, you know, know, the M2 that's coming along, that sounds like a proper car. No, it does. It? Yeah, no, it does. Now that I can get, well, if they said this is the 50th anniversary, we're going to shorten a three series and, you know, bespoke M2, that's a dang. Yeah, and now that I would yeah, be. Yeah, give it a about titanium that. gear lever knob and not yeah. make too many, it would be great. Yeah, be for the, yeah, that would be, yes, I would like that. But, so, but I think, my, I, don't, I don't know, I'm sort of partly depressed about the idea of the car, but more depressed about the idea that we want cars like that. Yeah. I think, well, know. I do wonder whether the system is going to come around and bite us on the backside, you know, for the reasons I was talking about the discovery, you know, moving from the recently from the discovery to the Astra and, and discovering that the. The Astra was just more usable, and I mm. think surely people who pay all that money, would you say 150, 140 something? Oh, it's got to be, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I just, I just wonder whether they're going to kind of wake up tomorrow and think. Hang on well, a minute. When does it happen? Yeah. When does it? When do people wake up and go? Actually, all this stuff I'm paying quite a lot more for than I. When I don't know. Does premium last? How long can premium last? When you go. It's easier to move down market than up market, which is why it's easier for Porsche to sell a Macan and BMW to sell a 2 Series than it yeah. would be for Skoda to sell a 90,000 quid luxury car, for example. But at what point, if ever, do those brands devalue themselves by selling the low stuff? And may, uh, maybe yeah. never, maybe never. 
I don't know. No, it's a, I think it's coming. Some, a, a change is coming. Something's mm. afoot. I was at um, uh, McMurtry. You know the people who make their little ground effect car? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The other day. And, yeah. and there was a lot of discussion about how they originally started off with a very small car. It looked, you know, it was about the size of a Renault Twizy. Mm. And, and it wasn't sort of satisfactorily big to be valuable. But we had a bit of a discussion about what is big enough. And they, you know, their car is very compact. But it's just about big enough to be valuable, and yeah. I and and I think, I think, vast is not necessarily going to be valuable anymore. Yeah, I hope not. Actually, I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. I think I've written a I've written about that in a column that I was in a in a luxurious car, waiting behind somebody who was waiting to turn right, and if my car had just been a few inches narrower and I'd have been a bit less worried about the wheels against a curb i could have squeezed by saved myself 30 seconds and luxury is time you know yeah, if i can do that sure three is. four times a day you know i could save a day or two a year that's luxury isn't it you know, it that's is real it luxury. is and and there's a, there's other compactness comes brings so many other virtues doesn't it i mean mm. I, I trumpet about this alpine that i've got and mm. you know it isn't the perfect car but boy you know for, for the roads that i drive on there's just always space around you yeah. And and you and you can take a line through every corner, and it's, I just love that uh, that feeling that you fit. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the subject of compactness, uh, your next column item, in fact, is on partly on the Astra. Uh, your first long trip in the new Astra, two hundred miles from London to Nutsford to deliver a keynote speech. Oh no, God, yeah. Good for I, <laughs> I don't know why the hell I did it. <laughs> I, I, they're a really good bunch. This, mm. this people called the Northern Automotive Alliance, and they're there's a, there's a, there are dozens of companies that all, you know, suppliers and quite some quite big companies, McLaren, mm-hmm. um, J, JLR up there, of course, in, in uh, Liverpool. But they all band together because they need to. Mm-hmm. And, but there are quite a lot of supplier tier ones, tier twos. Anyway, they have this bun fight every year and there they were in a very nice uh, golfing restaurant and, you know, the, a big dining room all having a good time and they required some plonker to stand up and say a few things and that was me that was you and I three months out I thought oh well I can't hurt too much and mm. I think people like us should support such people mm. and anyway the Northern Automotive Alliance is big you know it's as big it's it's only a bit short smaller than the Midlands lot okay so anyway I went up there and rattled on a bit about what journalists do mm. without uh, you know falling over and good. uh um, but uh, I went up there in the Astra and I had this uh, meeting at Caterham the next morning, 11 o'clock. Mm. So I left 5am, got to Caterham a bit well before 11 o'clock actually, and the Astra did it. And it yeah. was, you know, 1.2 turbo engine, absolutely fine, lovely. Yeah. 50 MPG. That's good, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And as you say, what would we do about without capable personal transport and access to motorways? Yeah. You can't do, you know... I, I, I will use public transport as and when I can, but you can't do that. No. You can't do that gig in in that. Well, not not way, leaving at five a.m. and no. being in you know in Crawley at ten o'clock. Mm. Just can't do it. Yeah. Um, and tell us about when you got back to Caterham. Uh, tell us about your Friday morning. Well, I just went in uh, <clears throat> into for, it's, actually it's a story that's coming up, but mm. you know a bit of news coming from Caterham soon but but the thing that I found charming was that I I just blundered into the place like everyone does yeah 
because it's full of really nice cars. Yeah. Fantastic thing about Caterham is that there'll be 50 cars parked in. It's quite a big building. Mm. You will not find one the same as another. That is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I go in and I go, oh, yeah, crikey, look at that. Oh, but then again, but look at that. Yeah, they yeah. are. They're, they're for a. I always think of the same, similarly about old Land Rovers. You know, you just look at a bunch of them, and I, yeah. I have a Defender, but I sort of look at other old Land Rovers, and I think, oh, yeah, I could I could find a use for yeah, one of those as well. Yeah, you're lucky aren't in, in somewhere like, well, both places, a gathering of old Landies or or certainly Caterham, Gatwick, you you go in there and there are 50 or 60 cars and you're battling to get it down, to get your favourite list down below yeah. about a dozen. Yeah. Because they're all nice. Yeah. It, a great way to buy a car, though, I think. Go there and walk around all the machinery that's there already because it does inform you about what looks nice oh uh, that's true anyway i yeah. found them totally desirable but the mm. thing that was nicest was it all i did i just wandered in a door didn't really get a chance to announce what i was there for it was mm. there to link up with the new md oh, not that new but a bloke called bob lashley really clever guy but the guy that greeted us didn't know that mm. and and uh he sort of said, "Ah, oh, come in, browse around. And there's a sign that says, please come in and browse. Excellent. And <laughs> As if it's a supermarket or a, yeah. or, any, you know, or a bookshop or anything else. Yeah, please yeah come and, and, and I, yeah. I just love, I'd never get over how much I appreciate good customer service. And this mm. guy was worth his weight in gold. Yeah. And you said they're now putting a few cars together at Gatwick as well as just yeah, selling them out. The I market. think it must be good for their dealerships mm-hmm. because they used to, their website used to be kind of groaning with these really desirable cars. I, yeah. You know, I've got within... My son was always on at me about how we shouldn't have sold a Caterham we had years ago. Yeah. And so I was on their website looking at these cars. But they, they've they given up used sales from the centre and, and uh, now the dealers do that. Right. And instead they make cars at Gatwick... Assemble some cars at Gatwick, not all of them, but Dartford is still going hot and strong. But they have to do it because the demand is so great. Oh, okay. Apparently, Bob was telling me that last year they made 500 cars, which was pretty much maximum, mm. and they sold 670. Wow. And that just goes on the waiting list. Oh, crikey. Oh, the crikey. thing that he, he also, he's a very interesting bloke, he was mm. telling me about the co- the difficulties of actually scaling up a business like that because you're dealing with people who might make wiring looms in a shed where they've been for the last 30 years and they've got a way of doing it and they can do this number and that's the number. Mm. So if you say, if you go around there and say, we'd like another 15%, please, yeah. they say, well, <laughs> can't do it. How? Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is, he said, you're often dealing with tooling that's 70 years old. Right. And people whose dad did the deal with Colin Chapman in 1957. Okay. And and that, he says, you know, these are all problems that you work through, you know, yeah. if you know how to run a business, but they're unusual problems, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, reminds me, I wonder if it's a similar, Simon Saunders talks about this sometimes, doesn't he, about the size of Ariel and how big you could be and how big, you know, whether you get over that gap in the middle of how big you want it to be and whether you yeah. can actually just decide you're going to stay at about this at about this size yeah he's yeah. he's cracked it i think well yeah. he's i don't know whether he's cracked it but he's certainly got firm opinion about that and mm. of course when you go there they're all lovely people they're all individuals they all remember you from the last time you yeah. were there yeah 
And and at lunchtime you all sit around and have a cup of tea outside yeah. in the sun. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that is so much better than it's pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, yeah pretty special. Actually, uh, Autocar has an evening with you and me and Simon Saunders. Yeah, uh, I will double check the, the, the dates and mention that on the pod again next week because tickets are available and more it's details. The first, it's the Monday of London it's, Motor Week. That's which right. It is, is, I think might be the first. It's in my calendar. Uh, is it the? Actually, I think it's Halloween. Actually, October thirty-one. Oh right, okay. At the uh, Royal Automobile Club. You're not wearing a mask, are you? Oh, I'm not. No. And then uh, yes, at the Royal Automobile Club in Central London, you can join us. Um, if you pick up a copy of the mag, details are in there. I'm sure they're on autocar.co.uk oh, I'm sure. as well. Um, a letter. Which Steve. reminds me, sorry. Yeah, go on. Um, we better give Simon a ring and remind him that he's coming down. Oh, yeah, we, we should do that, actually. Yeah, we should do that. <laughs> yeah. A letter from Martin Gordian, who says, Greetings, I've just been listening to the three episodes of your podcast while walking around the Singapore GP track hours after the race. Uh, he didn't get to see the race because all the tickets were sold out. So Martin is a BA pilot. Um, and he flew the Red Bull team out to Singapore. Anyway, he digresses. He, what he says is, Matt mentioned the group test of Britain's most affordable driver's car, um, and I noticed that we included the Ford Fiesta ST, despite the Hyundai i20N seemingly besting it in most reviews. As an i20N owner, excellent choice, Martin. Um, I'm curious as to why the ST made the final cut. So the reason is, it's it was the 10th anniversary, and we picked some stars from the last 10 years. So it wasn't necessarily the winner from each year, but the Fiesta has won that contest a lot and has kind of been an ever present in it which is why it made it in it's also why the caterham didn't make it in and we put one in as a wild card about three years ago and i know it's only last year i think actually. and unsurprisingly a car with half the seats and half the weight of everything else was better than everything else it's thrashed, them all, yeah. thrashed them all but it's slightly cheating really isn't it so yeah anyway so thank you martin who says who also says as a biker i've owned 35 bikes in the last seven years which I find astonishing. Just selling a KTM 1290 uh, Super Adventure R and a Harley Road King Special, swapping for a Honda Goldwing DCT. I'd be interested to know what that's like. Have you driven a You've ridden a Honda? <clears throat> no, I've, I've ridden a DCT Africa Twin, yeah, which same. he's also had, but yeah. apparently it's a really, really clever gearbox. Mm. And uh, I would love to have a go. I did, we borrowed one a few years ago, but I think it was the... We're, they're up to sort of Mark 27, and this was about yeah. Mark 4. You know, oh, so, so some time ago. You think. But it was even then it was good, but I'll bet yeah. you with a flat six and all that, that's good. Yeah, oh, yeah, I reckon. Big, though. The only It's that business of stopping somewhere. You, you know, the joy, as you know, Matt, mm. it, the joy of, of motorcycling is that you can stop wherever you like. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure whether a wing no, can I, quite do that. I was, And I was following, actually, I, I ran into, uh, drove into town earlier, and I was just on my way back, and I came at... at, at big GS pulled but BMW GS adventure bike pulled out in front of me and it had the biggest panniers on the side that I have ever seen and I suddenly thought crikey they stick out quite a long way behind the rider and I know if I if my bars have gone past something on my Africa twin then I'm pretty clear It'll all the fit. way through yeah yeah but this I just thought crikey there's quite a lot sticking out behind yeah uh, it takes up a lot of the, I, I see uh, this the I've got a GS 1250 yeah. and and um I, I cannot understand why people go for these things half the size of your house Mm. I mean, for a start, I don't own that much crap. You know, <laughs> if if I took my entire wardrobe, it wouldn't fit in both. You know, it would fit in one of them anyway. Yeah. So I don't know why they do it. Yeah. And one of the joys is filtering and, you know, getting yes, exactly. passing yeah, exactly. people. And yeah, because yeah, it takes so much time i don't i don't own a bike because it saves me time but if i'm coming to work it will save me time because i can filter on the on the motorway but mm. it, given it takes five minutes to get kitted up in the first place and five minutes at the end traffic's got to be quite bad to make that time 
back. I always think. Yeah. But yeah, to, to not feel. Uh, yes, it was. I, I can. I've got some soft bags, and that's keeps me much happier because I just know that even if I do, like if I'm coming past the car parks and parked outside at home, and I scuff past it, the bag moves out of the way rather than knocking me sideways straight it? off. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I reckon we've got. Uh, we're nearly out of time, but I reckon we've got time for one more thing, which is the your uh, and. Another thing, I think, from your column, the smart hashtag one. Do they call it hashtag one? Do yeah, they I insist think so. on the hashtag yeah, that's one? part of my problem with it. <laughs> God, what's the rest of your problem with it? Well, it's I bought when I, I when I, the first smart I ever saw was at the Motor Show in. I think mm-hmm. it was when they were still holding him in London. I might even mean, oh God, my memory is so bad. But it was, I think it was Motor Fair or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I saw this thing, loved the styling, loved the the whole concept of a two and a half meter long car. Yeah. So I bought one mm. off the stand and drove it home and, you know, got home and my missus looks at it out the kitchen window and says, oh, we got one of those for the weekend, have we? <laughs> and I said, well, well, a bit longer than that. That's your new motor. And she drove it for two and a half years very loyally and eventually collided with a, with a, um, um, a pig or something, you know. No, a badger. That's oh, right. crikey. Yeah, Which okay. is a ball of muscle. To re- remove yeah, yeah, the front yeah. suspension and that was the end of it. Oh, bear was crikey. But but the point is that I always thought of smarts as quirky, and mm. they've been just, they're not the best cars in the world. I mean, anyone would admit that. But they're they they're just different, and you know, to to produce a four and a half meter SUV, you know, I just don't care. Yeah. And I I, I mean, I know I'm sure there is a wonderful business case, and mm. it's, but it's. Enemy of the people business case. Is it uh, Mercedes A-Class type syndrome? Yeah. yeah. The original was so clever. Yeah. And it's just turned into and a car. And it just a, turned into a car. Yeah. 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 But uh, but having said which, if you're going to have a little car, you know, a smallish crossover SUV thing like that, I prefer the Toyota Igo X anyway. Yeah, same. Nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, really like it. Yeah, really like it. does everything you'd want. I yeah. think it's great. Yeah, terrific. Cool. On that note, that uh, puts us pretty much out of time. Uh, we are back this time next week. Um, in the meantime, you can reach us uh, on email, which is autocar at haymarket.com. You can find Autocar and Steve and me on uh, the social channels. We're at autocar.co.uk all the time. We're at YouTube at least once a week. You can find us on digital subscription and in print as every Wednesday since 1895. Stephen, thank you very much. Pleasure. See you next week. Cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.